What's going on, guys? In this podcast, I'm going to give you the even number fits of the first round like I did, I believe that was yesterday. I don't know. My days are getting blurred together. But even number picks um, that are good fits in the first round. So let's get it started with the Jets, who are the first even number selection of the first round at pick two. And obviously, you know, Zach Wilson's definitely a fit, just like he is in San Francisco. I think if you want to talk about just from the standpoint of what's the best fit from the quarterback position, I think Zach Wilson is that for them. But I would also say that Fields is a fit there, and I would also say Lance is a fit as well. You know, again, not as picture-perfect clean maybe as Zach Wilson, but I think there still are fits for that offense. Um, Let's see here. Kyle Pitts, of course, would be a fit, and Penny Sewell. Those two guys, anybody in the top five to ten picks or whatever – you could just say those guys are fits there. So um, other than that, man, I think that's really the only possible scenarios for the Jets at two. So that's all we're going to cover here. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. So I like the idea of them trading back. I think for many reasons, um, they have a bunch of needs. They have um, not much in the way of money. So trading back for them certainly makes sense, especially if you still consider Matt Ryan a franchise quarterback like I do. I think that trading back and getting Najee Harris makes sense. I think trading back a couple spots and getting Jalen Phillips makes sense. I think that um, you could stay here, take Penny Sewell or Kyle Pitts, or if you if you love Trey Lance as much as I do and he's there, take him. That's I'm totally fine with that. I think it's a little bit too early for a wide receiver here, but I wouldn't mind adding another one for them at some point. Maybe it's at the top around two. And I also think trading back. And, you know, trading back a few spots, maybe to like pick eight with the Panthers or pick 10, 12, somewhere in there, and grabbing Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, I think also makes sense for them. All right, number six, the Miami Dolphins would be, uh, I think Pede Soul's definitely a fit here. I know Dolphins fans seem to not want him, but, you know, look, guys, that doesn't mean that Robert Hunt or Austin Jackson is, you know, was not a hit for you last year. It just means that you want to get better, right? That's what the whole point of the draft is for and I know Robert Hunt there was a lot of speculation that he may move into guard anyways so I think Penny Sewell from that standpoint is a hit is a, a good fit for the Dolphins Kyle Pitts of course I mean let's just not even expand on that um Justin Fields I think if you want to if you wanted to go quarterback right let's just say hey the Dolphins tell themselves hey man we're gonna take somebody else that's not a quarterback unless this guy's here right if that guy happens to be Justin Fields, I think it makes sense because he's just so accurate on all levels of the field. It's really a nice fit for their system there. I think that obviously the mobility would help because it's a young and developing offensive line. But Justin Fields to me, Trey Lance as well, but I think Justin Fields is is a pretty good fit there in Miami. I also like Rashawn Slater and um, Christian Darisaw as as fits in Miami. Same thing. You just move Robert Hunt inside, and I mean, you can try – Figure it out, right? Get You got these good offensive linemen, good young offensive linemen. Fit them into your starting lineup somehow, some way. I also definitely like Devontae Smith here, and they, and they obviously have a need at the receiver position. But six is a little bit high for me. So if I could, if I could trade back with to eight with the Panthers there, I would absolutely love that and then grab Devontae Smith because I think he'll still be there. All right, speaking of the Panthers, number eight is the Carolina Panthers. I think Rashawn Slater is an absolute perfect fit, in my opinion, for the Carolina Panthers here. He just, he's everything they need in a, in a franchise left tackle. And again, if it doesn't work out there, you just throw him in the guard and he'll be a high-level guard for you. I think Patrick Sertain, as much as I would not love that pick as a Panther fan, at eight at least, if, if we trade it back to 12 or 13, I'm totally fine with that. But I like Sertain in terms of like, 
if you want to talk about a cornerback that's a perfect fit for this defense, I think that's what he is. Christian Darisol, too, is a good fit. He'd probably be my second best offensive tackle fit if you're we're not going to really consider Sewell in this mix simply because he's not going to be there, I don't think. So um, I also really, you know, just yesterday I was I was I think I was reading an article or something that popped to my head. The Panthers could take somebody like Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or even Jamar Chase, like those guys. As your third receiver, one of those three guys, I think would be an awesome fit for Carolina. And you could argue that would be an immediate upgrade over the departed Curtis Samuel. And it would be, at least from a financial um, standpoint, it would be a cheaper price to be paying him than what Curtis Samuel is currently getting in Washington. So I like that. And also, of course, if Kyle Pitts is there, you just take him, you just turn in the card and, and you know, go to round two. So I like the, all those guys for Carolina. Number 10, the Cowboys. So, yes, I know. Patrick Sertain, he keeps getting mocked to the Cowboys. And, yes, he's definitely, definitely a great fit. But I also would not be surprised if Christian Darisol's on the board if they just take him. You know, look, you've got your issues with Tyron Smith. I know you've just restructured him, but Jerry Jones doesn't give a damn about money. He has so much of it that he'll just do things to spite, you know, them in terms of, like, so if it creates cap space, right? So I think he, he loves Tyron, what Tyron's been able to bring to the Cowboys. And he knows that he got him at a, at a reasonable, uh, at a below market deal for many years anyway. So he, he wouldn't mind this. If, you know, if you have Darisol on your team and one of your tackles gets hurt and Darisol has to play tackle, or if you start him off at guard, whatever. If Darisol's there, he's just too good, in my opinion, to pass up you know, depending on what else is there as well. Um, you could also trade back and get a guy like Owusu Koromoa. Look, Jalen Smith could very well be in his last year in Dallas. Leighton Van Der Esch has always had a health question mark there. I don't think Sean Lee's even there anymore. So from that standpoint, Jeremiah, if you if you trade, I think trading back to like at least 14 or so with, let's say, the Vikings, if they wanted to come up for Darisol, I think that makes sense if you're the Dallas Cowboys. And I also like Elijah Vera Tucker at this spot. And I would I would honestly take him at 10. I'm not afraid to whatsoever, but if you want to move back a couple spots or whatever, two, three spots, again, with the Vikings, maybe is the furthest I would go because I think you could still get Vera Tucker there. And I think that's a big part of being a phenomenal GM is being able to say, we want this guy. I think Mike Mayock somehow did this in his very first draft. I remember they wanted John Gruden, desperately wanted, I believe it was Trayvon Mullins and Mayock told Gruden, hey, man, we're going to trade back and we're still going to get your guy. And Gruden was freaking out. You know, he, he did not want them to trade back because he didn't want to miss on Mullins. And sure enough, they were able to trade back and still get him. That right there is – and I'm not saying Mike Mayock is the best GM in, on planet Earth, but I'm just saying those types of things if you are also good at drafting and not, not drafting – Sorry to take a shot at Mike Mag, not drafting Cleveland Farrell at, at pick four or whatever it was. You know, those types of things, I think if you can put it all together, that's what makes a great GM. But anyways, um, where was I? Okay, yeah, so Vera Tucker. And then also, what if they, the Cowboys traded back and grabbed a guy like Greg Newsom? I think he is. You want to talk about perfect fit. He may be the most perfect fit of anybody in this draft from the standpoint of just fitting their particular scheme that they're running right now. And I also like Quiddy Pay there. Like if Dallas is on the clock here and Quiddy Pay is there, which I think he will be, I, I don't mind them dra drafting him at all. I mean, they need, they have a need there. And I think that he can come in and, and be a pretty good player for them pretty early. So I wouldn't love, I would like to trade back personally, but I could totally see the NFL liking Quiddy Pay a whole lot more than I do. So you might have to draft him right here if you want him. All right. 
12, the Eagles. Let's talk about, okay, Patrick Sertain, right? I think he's a great fit in this, in this defense. I, I definitely think that. I also think trading back for Greg Newsom because they're similar in some ways in terms of skill set and what schemes they fit into. I think Newsom makes sense for sure. I also think any of the top three receivers, really and truly, like they, it doesn't matter. I mean, you just get one of those guys there at 12. I think that makes sense. Elijah Vera Tucker also makes sense to me. Just play him at guard until one of the tackles is – or until, um, you know – you figure out which tackle spot he's going to play if Lane Johnson goes away or whatever at some point. I also like Owusu Koromoa and Jalen Phillips as fits here for Philly. 14, the Vikings. So Darasol, in my opinion, Christian Darasol would be a best case scenario of sorts. I, I just think that they have a need at the left tackle position, right? And they want to keep Brian O'Neill at right tackle because he's been so good there, which makes total sense to me. But I think that, um, you know, that would be Darisol would probably be again, like I said, best case scenario. I also like Elijah Vera Tucker a lot. I know a lot of Vikings fans don't like him for some reason, which is strange to me, but I think he's a perfect fit in that offense. I also like JC Horn. I think JC Horn or even fairly would be, in my opinion, a dominant corner in that system. And I know that right now you you drafted Gladney last year, so you're thinking, wait, what are we doing with another corner? But I I really do think that Gladney's done at least in Minnesota, if these charges are true, or you know, even even if not at this point, it's going to be difficult to get him back on the field unless they're very patient with this process. So um, I, I think he obviously, I'm not saying he's innocent or guilty, but from what I've heard, it doesn't sound promising. So if they feel like they have to move on or they're, or they're going to have to move on from Gladney. I definitely would if let's just say you your your doctors are high on Caleb Fairley in terms of like they think he's gonna be okay medically. I think him or JC Horn would be great fits here for, for Minnesota. Number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. So I will say quickly, any of the top corners I think are, are good fits in Arizona. I think they also have a need there. So I per I mean certain like I really do. I like any of them right there. Tevin Jenkins is also somebody I think would be a really good fit in this offense. What about this one? You guys might like this a lot. I think Jalen Waddle. Okay. I know Dan, Andy Isabella has been a guy that, you know, was a fan favorite coming out of the draft. And now you're thinking, okay, this is his year or former second round pick. We drafted him over DK Metcalf. Maybe he, you know, is now ready to be the, the every down slot receiver. But in my opinion, what if you just drafted Jalen Waddle? Does that not make your football team better? Now you've got AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Jalen Waddle in the slot. Like, my good. If see if he's somehow there at 16, you talk about doing something to make your team better. I think that and really putting uh giving Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray every opportunity to succeed, I think that makes a ton of sense for them. I would even trade up a few spots and grab him if he starts to fall a little bit. And I would also look to consider trading back for Aziz Ojulari or trading back a little a little bit even further, maybe even twice for a guy like Joseph Asai. I think those two guys would definitely fit in this defense. All right, 18, the Miami Dolphins at pick 18, unlike pick six, right? There's going to be a different cast of characters here. Najee Harris, I think, is a fit, but I also think Travis Etienne is a fit here. You know, those are two guys I would strongly consider with this pick, depending on who else is on the board. But I also think, and you guys know I'm not a super huge Micah Parsons fan, but I definitely think he's a fit in this defense, and I think you may get all pro caliber Micah Parsons if he's in this particular defense. I think that he would be a stud. I also think Zayvon Collins would be a safer bet in terms of like being that guy for this defense, and I think that it would be a perfect fit as well. I also like if you traded back again, 
Joseph Asai is a guy that you may have to, I'm not quite sure what the NFL will think about him, but if you trade back like late first, you know, I could see him even falling to like the late second round, but I really, really like him. I just watched his tape recently, and I think that he would be an absolute stud in this Miami de uh, defense. So Joseph Asai is someone I'm also considering at least at that spot. And I also like this. If you if you do miss out on the top receivers at pick six, I definitely wouldn't mind if they just drafted Kadarius Tony right here at 18. I think he'd be a phenomenal fit for that offense. All right, number 20, the Chicago Bears. And the first thing I'll say, and I'm not convinced he won't be here. Okay, I'm sort of convinced he won't be here, but I, I'm not convinced he won't end up here. That's Mac Jones. I think he's a great fit for the Bears, man. I really, really do. And, oh, I should have added Mac Jones as a fit for the New York Jets because, honest to God, he's a great fit there. You know, in that in that San Francisco offense, which is what the Jets will be running as well, I think that he's a guy that's a fit for both of those types of offenses or basically the same thing. Um, let's see here. Samuel Cosme is another one I think is a good fit there in Chicago. Rashad Bateman is a dude that, look, if Allen Robinson ends up getting his wish and getting traded, or even if he doesn't, Rashad Bateman being your number two receiver if Anthony Miller gets traded, would be legit with Darnell Mooney to go in the slot. I also like Kadarius Toney, and I don't think it's too redundant with Darnell Mooney. I think they're a little bit different in terms of the kind of player they are. Yeah, they can both play in the slot and or outside, but I think that Mooney would be your field stretcher guy, you know, sort of in that offense, like the Tyreek Hill kind of guy deep down the field, and Tony would be your short and intermediate kind of yak guy. <clears throat> All right, I also like Elijah Vera Tucker in this offense. I think that he would be a very good fit for them as well. And what if you paired Trayvon Morig with Eddie Jackson in terms of your safety tandem there in Chicago? I think the Chicago fans would like that, and I also think it'd be one hell of a safety tandem behind a pretty decent pass rush as well. Number 22, the Tennessee Titans. They... I, you know, I've mocked this guy here, I think, in both of my mock drafts. That's Rashad Bateman. He's just too good of a fit, right? I mean, you lose Corey Davis. Bateman makes sense there as a perfect replacement. You may want to trade back a couple spots for this guy, but I think Asante Samuel Jr. is a pretty damn good fit there in Tennessee. I also like right where you are, not trading back, not trading up. Zayvon Collins right here makes a ton of sense, in my opinion. And um, look, if you trade it back, again, depending on where you think Joseph Asai will go, I think trading back is a possibility and you still can get him. But doing that and getting Joseph Asai or even Aziz Ojolari here makes a ton of sense. And I also think Kadarius Tony obviously works here as well. Okay, number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So look, you've got Creed Humphrey. I think I've, I know I've mocked him in at least one of my mocks as uh, the pick here for Pittsburgh, but it's, in my opinion, it's going to be tough to even go a different direction than Creed Humphrey here because he is a perfect fit. He's a day one starter on a win now team, right? Pittsburgh is not a team that is going to be, you know, trying to like draft a guy. They're not going to, they're not going to want to draft a guy that's not going to be an immediate player for them, an immediate starter. And Creed Humphrey is a value at a position of need. Therefore, I think he's definitely going to be in consideration here for Pittsburgh. Zayvon Collins is another one that, you know, may, I'm not quite sure how big of a need that is for Pittsburgh, but I think he's definitely a great fit in this, in this defense. Greg Newsom as well. I think I mocked Newsom there in my second mock, and he is a perfect fit there for Pittsburgh. And he, they do need someone to replace the um, recently, I believe, released Stevie Nelson. And I also really like Joseph Asai and Trayvon Morig in Pittsburgh as well. I think Joseph Asai, you know, again, you may tell me, oh, no, you, I can't take him until 
the second round. Maybe we should try him in the second round. And maybe he'll be there, right? But um, I'm telling you now, you put that guy in the right situation, and he's going to be a dominating player, in my opinion. He really has that kind of upside. So taking him at that at that spot and putting him on the opposite side of TJ Watt, I think you – I think you really have an opportunity to have some success there for Joseph Asai. And I also like Trayvon Morig there. You know, Tremaine Edmonds, I believe, I mean, um, Terrell Edmonds is going to be a free agent, I believe, after this year. I'm not quite sure how the organization feels about him, but Trayvon Morig to pair with Minka Fitzpatrick would sure be, at least in my opinion, a potential upgrade, I think, um, there for Pittsburgh. All right, number 26, the Cleveland Browns. Greg Newsom would be in my opinion, a perfect fit in that defense for what they want to do. And I believe he would also be feeling a need there. Trayvon Morig, again, this is kind of his territory. Anyone from like 20 to 30 is where I believe Trayvon Morig will go. He's a do-it-all safety, and I think he'd be a really nice fit there for Cleveland, be an immediate upgrade for that secondary. I think Rashad Bateman would be perfect as well. Like If you think about Rashad Bateman, I still think there's a chance that Cleveland could look to you know, go a different direction in terms of Odell Beckham Jr., like whether it's trading him on draft day or whatever, you know, what if you like, what if you were, you're Cleveland and you're in a conversation with like, I don't know, say Philadelphia, maybe, maybe Philly's a bad example because they're not necessarily in the win now mode. But if you were with somebody that's in the top, let's say 10 to 15 in first round with a first round pick, what if you swap spots, gave them Odell, they swap spots and gave you like a, the fourth rounder as well. I think that's a pretty damn good trade, right? Because the difference in value from pick 26 to pick, let's say 12 or 13 is pretty substantial in terms of, if you look at the trade value chart, it's not, it's not a small difference. And if you were able to, you know, trade Odell, move up effectively, you know, 10, 15 spots in the first round, and then also get an extra fourth rounder, I think that would be pretty good compensation. And that's something that I could see happening on draft day in particular. So, that makes sense to me. And um, like if you're a team like the, I believe it's the Broncos, I'm not sure if that, that might be too high, but like someone up there that you have a bunch of guys that you like, but you feel like where you're currently sitting in the draft is a little bit too high to take them, which there are some teams like that. I think if you need a receiver, you ask Cleveland, hey, you want to swap spots and, you know, give me Odell, I'll, I'll do this for you. And if I have to throw in a third or fourth round pick as well, I'll do that. So I think that's something that could happen. But if they do that, or even if they don't do that, I think Rashad Bateman definitely makes sense there for Cleveland. I def I also think Kadarius Tony makes sense. I mean, he's just to me. You want to have that Jarvis Landry and Kadarius Tony, or Jarvis Landry and Rashad Bateman as your if you move on from Odell as your kind of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, or your Adam Thielen before Jefferson got there. It was Stephon Diggs as that kind of combination in the Stefanski offense. I think would be nice. I also really like the idea of drafting Christian Barrymore right there. You know, they lost the uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Barrymore can come in and really be a penetrating um, three technique there and provide some pass rush from the interior to go along with Miles Garrett coming off the edge. So I like that. And I've also liked how they signed Tack McKinley for a relatively cheap deal. But I don't love, and I have to say this, guys, I don't love the Jadavion Clowney deal. I don't think that giving him a, a gigantic portion of his of what he was going to make this year in signing bonus was a very responsible move. I don't think you had to do that. You know, the guy has not been able to stay healthy. He's never even been a double digit sack guy. Um, I don't love it. So that's, that's all I'll say. <clears throat> Number 28. Oh, one more guy. 
What if the Browns traded back, right? They don't do any of the other scenarios I was discussing. What if they traded back for a guy like Efetu Melifonwu, right? So I think he would fit there. Or what if they traded back for a guy like Diami Brown? You know, instead of maybe even you keep Odell, and now you've got Diami Brown, Jarvis Landry, and Odell, or you trade Odell. And you, in any case, if you come, I think Diami Brown paired with Jarvis Landry would be a really, really nice um, complement to each other's skill sets, I think, for Cleveland. All right, number 28, the Saints would be, uh, I think Nick Bolton would be a really good fit here. And this is kind of, honestly, I really could see him going here because it just, it's a good fit. It's a, at least a slight need there for New Orleans. And I think that Bolton is definitely a guy that's going to be a year one producer. He's ready to play now. Asante Samuel Jr., in my opinion, is a very good fit. And again, I like when you kind of have different um, kind of uh, body types in terms of like your cornerbacks, your number one and two corner, like Marshawn Lattimore is your six foot one, 200 pound, you know, big physical guy. And then you've got Asante Samuels, the, the little bit smaller, right? Kind of that um, just a little bit smaller type guy. That, so you can match up more, more easily with different set of number one and two receivers for opposing offense. I think that makes sense there. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. certainly makes sense for New Orleans. He can play man. He can play zone. I just like what he can – I like what he offers you from a variety of coverages, and I think he's going to be a year one producer. Kadarius Tony, Could you imagine Kadarius Tony in this offense? I'd love it. I also like Christian Barrymore. Look, that's – no one is going to like drafting Christian Barrymore in the first round, but I promise you after three years and I ask you, hey – do you like that Christian Barrymore pick in the third in the first round? You're gonna love it, right? That's just that's just what you're gonna get with Barrymore. He's not necessarily the biggest, most stout defensive tackle against the run, but he's gonna get you six to eight sacks from the inside, right? From a three technique position in your defensive line, he's gonna get you six to eight sacks, and I think that that's definitely valuable. And to get that guy at you know late in the first round or mid first round, I think it's phenomenal value. What about? Okay, also Samuel Cosme, right? If the, you know, and you guys might say, well, we have Teron Armstead. That's true, but he's getting a little bit older, and Ramchick is going into a contract year. I don't know what your salary cap situation is looking like, so Samuel Cosme makes sense to me here as well. But what about, and this might be my favorite fit in the whole first round, what about Diami Brown going to New Orleans, right? You've got Diami Brown paired with big arm Jameis, uh, Jameis Winston there and, um, you know, Sean Payton calling the plays. I really, really like that fit there for New Orleans. All right, number 30 would be the Buffalo Bills. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. again here makes perfect sense. I really like Asante in, in zone. Like I, I think that he can do that at a very high level. I also like him in man and following the team's best receiver. So I think him pairing him with Tredavious White would finally solidify that Bills number two cornerback spot. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. certainly would be um, an upgrade to whatever they have there at cornerback two currently. I know Levi Wallace, poor guy. Trade back, maybe grab a Fetu Melifanu. I think that makes some sense there for Buffalo. I also like running back Travis Etienne in Buffalo. Look, they've been trying to get you know certain things out of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and that company. I think that Travis Etienne would come in and, and really be that one-stop shop for you, and you could still sprinkle in the other two guys. I think they're very good players, but they were only third-round picks, you know. so it's not like – Again, the draft is not to fill needs. It's to improve your team. And would Travis Etienne at, at running back be an improvement over Moss or Singletary? I think it would. So 
I think that makes sense there for Buffalo. I also like Peyton Turner in this defense, man. I think that's something. Maybe you feel like you can trade back and get him later, but I wouldn't play around with it. I just tell you, especially if you're a team like Buffalo that doesn't have a bunch of gaping needs, like why risk trading back and then, you know, maybe the guy you don't you want's not going to be there. Just I would draft Peyton Turner. I think he, he's a guy that over the back half of his rookie season, I think he will be really, really a phenomenal producer for you. And um, if somehow, some way, if the, if the medical comes back on Jalen Phillips and you and nobody takes him and he's somehow there at pick 30, which we've seen stranger things, Jalen Phillips definitely makes sense for Buffalo at pick 30. Number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs. I really like Joseph Asai here. I think that he'd be a great fit in that Todd Bowles defense. I also like Travis Etienne here. And again, you know, you can tell me about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, but I'll tell you about just an, an improvement to your running back position. A guy that, again, would be that one-stop shop for you. Travis Etienne makes sense here. Quiddy Pay is another one. I like him a lot in this system. I also, of course, as I mocked the other day, like Peyton Turner at this spot. What about Trayvon Morig here? I think that one also makes sense. And yeah, it might have to be in a little bit of a rotational role because I do have a bunch of good players back there in that secondary. But I think in any case, Morig makes sense here at, uh, at 32 to Tampa. And then my wild card would be Kellen Mond. You know, I think that, look, talk about a guy that is a, a good fit in the offense. He's got a big arm, but he also... He could run the typical Bruce Arians offense, but he could also run the, you know, Patriots-esque Bruce Arians offense, right? So I think Kellen Mond at pick 32 makes sense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it for this podcast. I'm going to try and get another one out today. Hopefully that happens, but um, hope you enjoyed it. If you are, leave a review, share the podcast, all that. I'll talk to you later. Peace.